also even in the environment where I work as a biochemist, it's also very male-dominated. That um, you need to be conscious of of the fact that you know you walk into a meeting and you're the only female, or you walk into a meeting you are the youngest female. Have you ever walked into a meeting and you were the only one of your kind in the room? The only one dressed in a certain way, the only one with those types of features, the only one with that accent. If you've ever been the only of anything, this episode is especially for you. Welcome to Hungry Woman at Work. I'm Navelia Malloy and this is the show for the woman who wants to thrive at work without losing her soul. Now I have to admit it, I love this gig. I get to have honest conversations with women who are living their best lives in so many different spaces. Women in tech, on the sports field, women in media, in law, women running their homes with excellence and precision. And the guest on this episode is a woman who works alongside battle lines. And I don't mean that figuratively. We're talking about a woman who's thriving while working at a military base. Yep, I'm talking about the army. Don't ever say that we are not diverse in the type of women we feature on the show. Our guest is Kulufelo Tsowane, and she shares what working in the military has taught her, plus how to own your womanhood in a male-dominated environment. Perhaps as you are listening to this, you may feel in the midst of a battle of your own, whether at work or in your finances, maybe in a difficult relationship or in your own family. To you I say, grace, strength and wisdom, my sister. I read this meme a few days ago and I don't know who to credit it for, but I say these words to you. Always remember, you are braver than you know stronger than you seem, smarter than you think, and loved more than you know. Take a listen to our featured interview. Welcome to Hungry Women at Work, Kulufelo Tolwane. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for being with us um, on the show. So, Kulu, you are a biokinetist in the South African Military Health Services. Tell us a bit more about what that role entails. Well, it depends on the day. Um, but basically, I give services to the South African Air Force headquarters and I do their health and wellness programs and rehabilitation, more or less. Hmm. So I know you're not an actual soldier, but um, word on the street is that you have undergone some military training. <laughs> It's not every day I get to meet a woman who's in the military or a woman who's in the army. So tell us a bit more about what it means to be a woman in the army and um, if you may share um, some of the training that you had to undergo <laughs> to be the, the officer that you are today. <laughs> yeah, well, um, when you join the Defence Force, um, which I'm in the South African Military Health, um, you have to be in uniform. So in order for you to be in uniform, you have to undergo training. 
Okay. And irregardless of your profession, whether you're a doctor or a nurse or psychologist, psychiatrist. So that's the training I had to undergo because as an officer, you need to be war ready, so to speak. Wow. So every <laughs> single person who works there and offers a service has to be ready. Yes. yes. Wow. So that if anything happens, there's um, channels of commands that you are aware of and are practicing. Well, not really on a daily basis because... You see patients on a daily basis. But yes. in case there's a need for you to practice those, then you know what to do, so to speak. And um, what kind of training does one undergo? Or is that under the realm of classified information? And if you tell me, you have to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Not. Um, yeah, it's, it's um, some people, it dep- depends when you join. I joined as a professional. So then as a professional, then you join, automatically you qualify to be an officer. Then you have to go for the officer's formative course where okay. you are taught about ranks and all of those things and the military and what to do, what not to do. And basically, you know, management, leadership. As an officer, you have subordinates under you and this is where that falls in. Sure. Um, yeah. And would there be um, quite a bit of like... Physical intense training, like are you waking up at 4 a.m. in the morning? Are you going for long runs? Are you doing drills every day? Something like that. So, <laughs> like basically you are taught what, what, it, what it means or what it requires of you to be in the military. So you are taught to salute. Okay. You are taught to wear uniform, how to wear the uniform. And in your room, there's a certain way you have to keep your room that you really? are assigned to. And you do drills and you do parades and yeah, so they teach you all those nitty gritties of, okay, if, 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 an, if, if somebody who's of a higher rank than you, they walk by, what do you do? When you get to the office, what do you do? If there's a parade, how does that look like? Um, sure. So it, it teaches you the basic ideas of, of what a mil- how a military is run sure. and how it functions. Okay. So, I mean, that sounds very impressive to me. I've got so many questions now, so let me start with one, which is um, how do you, how does that translate into how you live your life? Um, were you naturally quite a orderly, well-put-together individual? Does it help? Or has that um, introduced a new level of organization and systematic thinking in your life? <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. I think I'm, I'm generally a disciplined, orderly person. Yes. And yeah. with this, I feel like it's actually, it, it, it makes me feel like, yo, I need to up my game a bit. Mm. But then it becomes extreme okay. to where I'm, <laughs> I'm at currently. I mean, if you ask my husband, you know, he'll tell you that you know, there needs to be order and everything. And um, after undergoing this training... I felt like I can't practice these things at home. Sure. You know, sure. because it's, it's a bit extreme where you check if there's dust, where you, you know, make sure that, you know, everything is in its order. And, wow. you know, if a fly goes by, you need to realign whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. No, I, I don't think I could function as a person if I had to take that and put it and practice it in my life. Yeah. Definitely not. But there would clearly be some of those values or principles that I think could make one move to the next level of excellence, right? So you're talking about self-discipline and an eye for detail. Um, not 
in terms of the extreme things, but what are some of the guiding principles from this arena of your work that you think could encourage other women um, to work smarter, work better, achieve more? I think if if you are a person who 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 maybe is not so time conscious and you just sort of like relaxed and go with the flow and definitely it it will sort of you know force you to 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 want to be disciplined to sure. to want to have order and scheduled in your life um but you know taking that and and putting it in into into your day-to-day work as a woman most definitely because then you know it's all about excellence you yes know, yes you know time the military like the military will teach you about time <laughs> if you have a two o'clock appointment you are you are there seven minutes before the time come on then you are not even early you are on time <laughs> <laughs> i think my father must have been in the military because that's what i grew up with <laughs> i always tell my mom that you know she also drilled that into me that yo. I don't, I don't know, maybe like when you lived once, you were in the military and then you came back as my mother <laughs> and now you're instilling these things in me that when I, when I underwent the training, it wasn't a big deal for me because you know, time is, I'm very conscious of time. Sure. I'm very like, even my patients, if I say 10 o'clock, 10 to, you are there, you know, 10 o'clock is the appointment. Um, oh, so yeah, amazing. definitely it can be used though. You know, it, 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 it could push you to be a bit more extreme and militant. You know, you don't want to be militant about yes, yes. how you do things. But, you know, excellence and, you know, being an achiever and, and, and doing things and doing them well. I like what you've touched on there. So, I mean, there are these principles, but you don't want to go to the extreme. Um, just in terms of, and, and often us as women, you know, we if we've got something and we're good at it, we can get a bit extreme with it. How do you... How do you bring the balance? Uh, what kind of guiding principles would one use to say, okay, now it's getting extreme? Um, I think it depends, you know, because some people, that's how, they, how, that's how they're wired. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're, they're yeah. just extreme. Yeah. And, but, you know, like needing to achieve a balance that it's okay for, you know, it's okay sometimes for somebody to be late. Mm. You know, just relax about it. Some and grace. It, yes, you know, grace, yeah. yeah, you know. And it, the world is not going to end because I'm five minutes late. Mm. And it's not mm. that I'm never late. Yes, It's just yes. that majority of my time, I'm conscious yes. of, you know, because life happens also. You need to have room to let life happen. You need to have room for people to make mistakes. You need to have room, um, you know, to, to let people be people. And, and, be no, and being normal is that, you know, you won't be perfect. You won't get things right all the time. And there needs to be room for that. That if if you if you don't allow that, then I mean, what like how do you relate with other people? And I think that's what you've hit it on the head there with like it's really about enabling us to relate to others, right? So it's about the power of what we're doing, building better relationships than just making us the the superhero of the story and unattainable to anybody else around us exactly because you know people people watch and i mean even 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 with me like with my family they'll you know they'll ask me about you know how does this affect you or we don't we don't actually see we forget that you're in the military or we we don't we don't see it like you know how, how how is it that you're able to carry yourself you know during the week you're like this and then when we see you you're like that and but then it's like but that's an aspect of my life you know and and sometimes you'll bring in a, a, an inch of, of, of what it is that I do at work 
or or being in the military but mainly i i want to be relatable i want to for them to engage with me as a person and you know my personality and and what that is very good very good so how is it being a woman in a i'm assuming a very male dominated environment or has the demographics in the military changed quite radically um how do you and if it hasn't and it is still quite heavily male dominated how do you bring your feminine touch into such an environment and still keep your feminine your feminine soul thriving um it's it's definitely very uh, male dominated and i don't think that's going to change anytime soon sure because i guess also when the military began when it began it was for the males yeah, to go yeah, to war yeah yeah and the the women sort of joined after um but and also if, even in the environment where i work as a bike nurse it's also very male dominated that um you need to be conscious of of the fact that you know you walk into a meeting and you're the only female sure or you walk into a meeting you are the youngest female um and also i, I guess where i work currently you know being a headquarters there's a lot of um top management with the chief of the efforts being in the building already that tells you that you know everybody else was there is like 40 40 plus you wow. more or less okay um but but i'm very conscious of 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 myself being young being female and not allowing my environment to to not allow me to be young and female um and i guess you have to speak louder because you know you're the, the minority but with respect to say that you know my opinion matters and this is what i think about the situation this is you know where i think we should go decision that needs to be made and if my opinion is not taken i don't take offense that um why didn't they take what i say i suggested or what i you know so that i don't feel inferior about my opinions or about myself that no it's just i suggested it they didn't take it and they took somebody else which they thought was better and it ends there because if you overthink it then you end up in a place where you keep judging yourself and you know you're not sure of yourself and you know when they make comments you sort of have to check yourself first and then it just becomes you know an unhealthy space sure but you're saying something so powerful there because i think if i think of in any workplace you know when if you are the other in inverted commas in a space so the youngest or the only one of a certain ethnic or race group there's such an a natural inclination when i'm not being heard or when my opinion doesn't get um well received for me to go it's because i am too young colored black um a female avis and so i think what you're saying is really powerful in not overthinking it but how do you in that situation how do you take your human response out of it and just bring that <laughs> that very wise and objective perspective i think because i mean i started in the military i was 24 20 i think yeah 23 2024 somewhere there sure you so were really still, green yeah, eh? i was still, i was still quite very young that i was and at the time i was very oblivious of these things i wasn't very aware of my surroundings i was just young and full of life and you know until i got to a certain place where it started affecting me that you know you feel you do feel like um okay are they not responding to me because i am the minority you know yes, are they responding yes. to me because i am the minority sure. 
And then you just start questioning that, that I had to come to a place where it's like, you know what, I need to be comfortable and confident with where I am and who I am, first and foremost, before I engage these people. So that when they say what they say or not say what they're not saying, it doesn't affect me to that level. Um, that sure. it's a conversation I've had to have with myself and say, you know what, my opinion matters. And if they don't receive it, can I not take it as though, you know, because I'm black and I'm young yeah. or I'm the female in the room yeah. or yeah. whatever the case may be, may I not take it as that? Because sometimes it's actually not. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's, just, it's just an opinion or it's yeah. just what the decision was. Because even after, maybe after a meeting, if I speak directly to that person and ask them, why did you go with, with, with that decision? Or why didn't you go with this one? Then they'll explain to you, no, you know, we think this will work. Or um, when, when we did this and it didn't work. And we think maybe if we implement it like this, that's why we decided to go with whatever decision. Sure. And it had nothing to do with who you are or the tick boxes that you represent. It's about the opinion or the point brought forward. Exactly. And whatever that needs to be achieved needs to be achieved. Yes. You yes. Know, outside of you feeling whatever you're feeling. That's good. Maybe all of us need a stint in the military just to to change our thinking and and to become a bit more objective about our surroundings. It would help. I I can guarantee you that. (laughs) And then how do you how do you bring in some of your feminine touches? I mean, I'm sure you obviously I mean you're a biokineticist, so you're not wearing heels to work. Um and you're probably not putting on (laughs) putting on makeup and everything, getting the nails done. Um, so how would you bring um, some of who you are and um, and those female touches in into such an environment? It's such a, you know, like you have to, you know, put on a hat, take it off, put on another one, take it off, you know, in order to, to function because I'm such a girly girl. Yeah, um, <laughs> I know. I, <laughs> I've seen your nails, I've seen your outfits and your face is always on point. <laughs> you know, and then there's the boots and the beret and the uniform and it's just like rough and like, uh, and, you know, but then I'm like, you know what, actually, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to wear it and feel like a man. You know, I wear it and I'm like, you know, I'm going to wear it and put on my lipstick and Come get my on. nails done. You know, because the woman who's wearing the uniform is, you know, loves uh, lipstick, loves um, nail polish and just put on a bit of mascara and, and, and that's a part of who I am. Sure. You know, just allowing uh, or not allowing the uniform to sort of define and sort of dampen who I am and me not being able to express myself. Yes. But that I can still express myself, that I am feminine and I love being feminine and it needs to reflect that when people, sometimes, you know, people will meet me in the corridors and be like, why do you have lipstick on? <laughs> and it's like you know just to you know put a bit of color in this place i mean this uniform is so brown <laughs> that a bit of red you know makes it stand out a bit yes sure okay so bringing those things that are true to you into that space in natural ways lovely um offside question have you ever had to hold a gun yes i have okay Noted. Noted. <laughs> Someone who knew I was doing the interview with you said, please, please, please ask her if she's ever held a gun. I'm not going to mention it, but um, the person may or may not be our sound engineer. <laughs> have I ever shot so, at a target? <laughs> and and the answer is? <laughs> I have shot at a target. And are you a good shot? Yes, I think so. I think, hmm. I think I'm pretty good. 
No, I think you. there's going to be a lot of calls after um, the show or com comments on our Instagram post about people wanting to go to Kulu's military training <laughs> school. <laughs> oh. So you mentioned earlier, and I just want to touch on it again, about this shifting from one hat to the, to the next. So you're in an environment where you are a ranked officer and you're taught about a certain level of engaging. Then you go home and you're a wife and you're also a mother of two small children. I know you also have some ministry outside of your work life. Um, and then, I mean, there are some other roles to your life also that I'll mention a bit later. But what are some of the, the principles or the practices or any tools that you use to transition from one role to the next? What allows you to go from taking the one hat, hanging it up, and then quickly <laughs> shifting into the next role? Uh, sometimes there is no time to take the one off and put the one on. It's like, while well, you have the one on, just put on the other one and, you know, move on with life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think especially especially being a mother, uh, a working mother at that, that, you know, you, you, you're at home um, and you're doing what you need to be doing and then you get to work and you have to focus on what you're doing at work. Um, and, you know, you leave work, you get home and, you know, it's it's, it's just that, that, you know, you need to sometimes stop and say, okay, I'm going home now, leave the day here sure, and get home and be like, okay, now we are home and we have to prepare meals, bedtime, bath time, <laughs> all of those things that, I mean, those are, and, and I think in that environment when I'm home, it's, it's a lot more relaxed, I feel, that there's not a lot of decision making that needs to be made on a continuous basis. You know, so I'm more relaxed, I'm more myself, I'm more, you know, gut down and let's, let's just play. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. One of the things I know you're also quite passionate about is empowering young women. And um, a f two years ago, you were also a semi-finalist, a top 25 se semi-finalist in the Mrs. S.A. pageant. Um, and I know even through your time during that pageant, you mentioned a lot about your heart for young women. So do you want to tell us a bit more about that and how it's finding expression in your life? I try to get involved in, in anything that, that, you know, that speaks about women empowerment, which is why I actually entered the Mrs. S.A. pageant. Mm. Because they, they, you know, they say they're very big on, 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 on empowering women. Oh, and I felt like fantastic. You know, if there's an area where I can develop myself and be empowered, and take that and, you know, go and empower the women that I want to empower or in the projects that I get involved in. Yes. That, yes. Would, that would go a long way. Hmm. So what would your advice be to the young South African women now? I mean, we've got, sure, in South Africa today, um, there's an ongoing narrative about women not being protected, not being heard, not being celebrated. Um, so... To a large extent, our our daughters, our young women, are growing up in a in a in a harsh, in a hostile, and in sometimes a very frightening environment. What is your advice to that young woman out there right now, feeling that she does not have a voice, um, or that she's not entirely protected, or maybe the young woman who doesn't know where to next for her life? I would say to her, find an older someone around you that can mentor you and somebody who whether they are two five ten years 20 years older than you 
and you look up to them and whether it's your teacher, depending where you are, your teacher, your lecturer, somebody at church, somebody in your community, your next door neighbor, whom you see or feel like, you know, they're doing well and, you know, they've done well in their lives. And I feel like, you know, if they could speak into my life, they could help me to achieve certain things that, you know, I think, I think we all need that someone, um, really whoever, do. whoever they we are, really we all need somebody. Sometimes, you know, sometimes all I need is somebody just tell me, you know what, you're doing well. Mm. And that's it. That's it. That's it. That will set me up to achieve greatness. And I mean, I think even, even, even saying that I'm, I'm reminded when I was in grade 10, I think grade 10, 11, I can't remember my, my, my class teacher, Mr. I forgot his name. Anyway, yes, him. He's, he came, like we were sitting, it was, I think it was break time. So, you know, sitting with, with um, your classmates outside the class having lunch and, you know, people making jokes, whatever. And then he comes and then he starts talking to us and we laugh and whatever. And then he comes to me and he puts his, his hand on my shoulder. And he says to, he say, he's like, he, he stands there and he says to the group, you know what? I don't, I don't even know why he said that because it was very irrelevant to the conversation. He says, you know what? I would love to see this girl 10 years from now and how great she will be. That's Come all on. he said to me. Wow. That was wow. it. And I feel like that has carried me because it's a, remi- it's a constant reminder of what he said in the moment and what Yo. that spoke, like it spoke to a part of me that needed to hear that. And as I'm saying that, you know, mentorship is key. Just walking in and saying, you know what, I'm having a bad day. And it's like, you know what, you've got this. Enough. Like enough said. Sure. I can go live my life. Come on. Mm, I'm getting goosebumps hearing that story. Yeah, mentorship, eh? We underestimate the importance of it in our lives. So on to a section now that we call Rapid Fire. Um, which is I'm going to fire some questions at you and you just tell me the first answer that comes to mind. I might laugh because um, <laughs> in each show I get some really wonderful answers. So here we go. A song that always gets you through the day. A song, it depends. depends what I'm listening to. Currently I'm listening to We Will Worship and their latest sing, um, CD is phenomenal. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. A book that's changed the way you think about work. The Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, your advice to your younger self. You are going to be okay. Three things that keep you centered. My husband, my children and God. One thing you do to overcome distraction. Meditation. Your advice to younger working women. There's no balance. There's no middle ground. You just have to take each day as it comes. (laughs) Your advice to senior women leaders. Mentorship. You know, take those those younger women around you who you are, you know, who, who you are senior to and and help you know help them and, and let them shadow you and you know see that some of the things that you that you're doing and how to achieve hmm. Kulu 
It has been such a privilege having you on the show today. I have had so much fun. Where can um, listeners get in contact with you or follow you? I'm on Instagram, Facebook sometimes, and Twitter. And um, my handle is at Kulufelo Tsulu. That's T-S-O-L-O. Yes, T-S-O-L-O. Fantastic. Well, in the words of your school teacher, I am looking forward to the next 10 years and seeing how great this woman is going to be. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us uh, here today. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's just an honor to, to be here. Thank you for listening to this episode. Usually we feature a question from a listener, but sadly, nobody has sent us a question this time round. Awkward! <laughs> so instead, I'll tell you about a conversation I recently had with a friend about a challenge I've been facing. Just over a year ago, my husband and I started a small business. And with any startup, you try to keep costs to a minimum as far as possible. A few months ago, we moved into our own office space and my friend Anna-Marie, who lives in Texas, called me one day and asked me to explain our office decor and how I had personalized the space. I told her that I'd had all these great office decor ideas, like putting up a vision board, setting up a gratitude wall, and also a creativity zone with some cool toys and gadgets that spark creative thinking. But then I got the quotes on how much all of this would cost and very swiftly decided, hey, two tables, some chairs, and a ream of paper and crayons would do the job just fine. Because how can you do the thing when you don't got the moolah, right? You have to settle for what you've got. Anna-Marie was mortified. My friend, she said, until you put your own creative stamp on a place, you'll never tap into the full extent of your own creativity. Ouch. Don't let cash flow be your excuse, she said. Find two friends who know about interior design and ask them to suggest some low-cost ways you can make your own ideas come to life. And if you don't have the cash to pay them right now, offer to babysit for them <laughs> or do some kind of trade exchange. Your creativity will remain crippled until you make that space yours she said. Then she dropped the mic and walked away. Well, she really said goodbye and ended the phone call nicely, but you catch my drift. I was truly challenged. And now I'm passing on that challenge to you. Are you letting a cash shortage, a lack of time or resources, or some other well-meaning excuse stand in the way of your next step? Let's drop the mic on those excuses and let our creativity be set free. Shine, baby. Well, that's it for this episode. If you'd like to add your voice or question to the conversation, talk to us on Instagram at Hungry Women at Work or send us a message on WhatsApp on plus two seven six zero nine two one six nine seven seven. To listen to more episodes, check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Iono FM, and Player FM. Until next time, keep thriving at work without losing your soul. Music